Trinidad and Tobago Computer Society Podcast Number 7, December 17, 2005. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to our December edition of the Trinidad Computer Society podcast. With me today are Richard, Anno, Mike, and myself, Devon Ang. Well, time is soon since our last podcast in late October. Well, first off, we'll probably talk about is the ongoing cell phone liberalization, but actually there's been also some good news for Anno on the TSTT front. Um, yeah, more, actually, more good tidings. Yeah, actually got DSL. Yeah, Sandra Grandi, yeah, so. Long in the bush. <laughs> True. But, uh, yeah, the thing about it is they haven't, I haven't seen it advertised or anything. Mm-hmm. So, but, um. No, it's only available for those people who have sold their souls to TSTT. <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, long term cust- customers. Who <laughs> sell my soul for bandwidth? Who could fault him for that? <laughs> So it works, no, no problems, no yeah, No, no problems. You mean, you mean the DSL or selling your soul for the DSL? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think all the problems went to the cell phone. But Richard, you still no luck with you yet in um... <laughs> Don't even talk to me about it. <laughs> I would start and I would not stop until Christmas and there would be a lot of full other words. Well, that'll be, that's only, what, seven days away, eight days away, so <laughs> that's okay. We can start now. <laughs> Enough space on the hard drive to keep recording. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what, what what sort of speeds do you get up in Grandy? Um, actually, I get to the full 256. Well, they don't that many people in Grandy that probably actually use well, it. Yes, so that's right. He's actually, probably the only guy on the exchange. I, I don't well, know well. anybody else who's on it, but I'm sure they're they well, they, they, I think there are people, but but as far as I know, I'm the only one in my area with it. I have the access point set up, so. <laughs> yes, a free Wi-Fi hotspot. Free Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Put the chalk symbols up. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, you've got the fence to make sure that you know your Wi-Fi does go outside the fence and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is broadcasting within my property. That's now the question is, how far up does your property go? <laughs> <laughs> can well, you go up there and tell us you know sort of <laughs> sixty feet above your house? Yeah, that's an interesting... Actually, yeah. How far down? True, good point. Hmm. Yes, I've given them ideas. Okay, well, the major tech news, I suppose, that's been happening is the ongoing cellular liberalization in Trinidad and Tobago, which um, hasn't been liberalized as yet, actually. Uh, The the current status is that, essentially, there's been, towards as as of uh, December, there's been... The concessions have been delivered to, to the two uh, concessionaires, Lactel and Digicel, but uh, they have yet to sign uh, due to last-minute changes made to the, made to the uh, concessions. Uh, meanwhile, however, TSTT is um, going full, full, full out and with, with their launch of their B-Mobile service, which I believe is a co-branded. Uh, B-Mobile has also been used by cable and wireless, I think, throughout, throughout the Caribbean. Is that so? It's not a matter of branding. I mean, TSTT is effectively cable and wireless because the government, even though they're the majority partner, have chosen for their own reasons to not um, enforce their will on it. Or maybe what cable and wireless is doing is their will. I mean, personally, I think it's a betrayal of public trust, but I'm not getting into that issue there. <laughs> Customer loses in the end. That's all I'm going to say. But I have to say, you know, to the way the telecom authority seems to have done this, and I don't know, I have a very they've a f- poor, poor f- it. I mean. They've it up, they've it up, they've it up. I see if I can take a beep in there. Yeah. <laughs> you can beep that up. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's something different every week. It's like an ongoing soap opera, and you're going to tune in next week to see people will uh, to see next how Make sure that you actually know what contracts you're signing before you sign them. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's another thing. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, referring to this public um, ads that uh, the telecom authority is now doing in the newspaper. I think they're doing new te- TV ads as well. Yeah. 
you know, um, they're saying, you know, if I use a phone, what what does a lock phone, you know, so like a frequently asked questions kind of thing. Yeah, but I, I understand uh, uh, behind them in trying to educate people mm-hmm. about the the uh, contracts and locked phones and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But what recourse does somebody have? Yeah, exactly. If they say, well, I didn't know this was a two-year contract, I was hoodwinked, what do I do? <laughs> yes, well, you know, not use a cell phone, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, do you... If you go to TAC and, and say, well, you know, I didn't know, you know, I was in a bad rush and this fella told me to sign something and I signed it, I mean, I what, that's it? <laughs> you, um, because, I mean, technically it's your fault for not Yeah. For not I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. But uh, on the other side, I mean, TSE didn't really make it that easy for you yeah. to... I think, well, well just, to, just, just to bring people up to speed about it, what... Um, what was happening is that B-Mobile launched on November 30th, the day of the in- that TAC was hoping for interconnection between all the three uh, cell phone providers, and there was a, a, a mad rush, you know, riot police had to be called out, you know, because what they, I, I think people just saw the ads, newspaper ads, and said, you know, you get two fo- phones for one, and people just went, you know, berserk over that. And the thing is, though, the contracts are for two years, mm-hmm. and what Penalties. penalties if you break yeah. the contract. Right. So I found I don't know if, I don't know why tax suddenly has as, 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 right. I don't understand why tax is suddenly seized on this because. But shouldn't tax have known the SEO was going to do something like that? I, I would think I so. I mean, wouldn't TSD have to tell somebody that they're going to? I would assume that. Oh, actually, okay, no, okay, no, no, that's okay, now, that's I'll be the last person to to, to defend TSDT, but really, I don't think it's really up to tax to to govern somebody's special deals. I mean, that would be ridiculous to, for them to do. Okay, what I'm okay, what I'm going to say is that they shouldn't, that shouldn't be surprised. TSTT has yeah. always treated the regulator with contempt. Even from the days it was a public utilities commission, they've always treated the regulator with contempt. Ever since government bought that thing way back in 1989, they treated the regulator with scant courtesy. Leopards don't change their spots. <laughs> you know, I don't... I don't... So I don't know why TAC seems to think that yes, it is simply going to turn over good leaf and be a good corporate citizen and actually tell the customers that they're being screwed. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. It's not going to happen anytime soon. And the only thing that's going to allow TSCT to be a good corporate customer, a good corporate body or whatever, is for 15 other companies to come in and just beat them about the heavy market reform and beat them about the heavy competition. <laughs> but given that they've actually, given that that has actually managed to successfully box up the internet connection and box up everything such that we have no thing until March next year. Mm-hmm. I'm actually being to thought at the moment, that's not a good sign. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, no one here of the SLV. I think somebody listening. <laughs> Here's what you do. You move into Port of Spain, you, you, you go down to, to the CCTT office and you get fiber line. <laughs> That's the thing, I don't understand why uh, CCTT hasn't really been trying to uh, yeah, expand I mean, it beyond the um, Port of Spain areas. I, uh, I imagine there's a huge demand for that. Uh, okay, well, well, in talking with them, um, what I managed to find out from them, and it, it makes lo- perfectly logical sense, is that their old infrastructure has amplifiers going which are only one way from okay. from the head out to to the service area because of course it was just cable TV they were dealing with but in order to do internet connection you need to have an amplifier that goes both ways oh. in order to have so, so what you're saying basically the physical cable infrastructure outside of the port the, area I, from what I understand the cable infrastructure itself is okay it's, it's all those repeaters those amplifiers that need to be changed out and I, I suspect those are, those are pretty expensive. So I think they're probably going about it a little bit at a time, wherever they can, and doing probably doing testing certain areas, rather than just simply going like certain other telecommunications companies and saying, hey, we can do this, and then going, oops, sorry, we have a problem. But the sooner the better, because TSTT desperately needs competition, and right now... CCTT is the only competition around, and, and they're only in Port of Spain at the moment. Well, there's also Lisa Communications. But they're pretty expensive. What happened to um, the other guys? Well, let's see. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of satellite providers, uh, they've both discontinued the business already. Who's that? Um, there was Starworks from Overs Network, mm-hmm. and uh, okay, something from Caravan. Oh, yes. Um, it's on our website, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Was Carmelink? No, no, it was um. Oh dear. Uh, Mil Titi, Those guys. Um, well, well, that, that, no, that's Green Dot. So what happened to Green Dot? They're there. Yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> the service wow. is that one? <laughs> Come on, it must have gotten better now since all these people would have left Green Dot. <laughs> well, they have their good days and their bad days. Uh, direct PC, that was the other side. That's right. Yes. Provider. right Both be- of those, unfortunately, required that you had a dial-up in order to handle the outgoing, and that was because of the stupid, t- the stupid laws that were initially in place because of... Well, well, I mean, you also need to need a VSAT license and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, but, but anyway, with, 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 DS, with, with the DSL, I mean, it just, it just wasn't economical to, uh, for them to continue. So, I don't know, I screened a lot. The only other things are the, are the wireless providers, which is the Lisa Communications, as I said. And if Green um, would, would, would sort out with their, their little problems, they could also be a decent competition for TSTT, but... Are we supposed to have Wi-Fi by 2020? I heard about... I heard that. I heard uh, that hey, listen, we've got 14 more years to go. Stop worrying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of a strange thing, because, you know, Wi-Fi hasn't been officially approved yet. You know, technically, use of the 2.4 and 5.8 frequencies are still illegal. It's, it's not going to be officially approved, but until they get around to approving it, we don't move on to some of the standards. So. Yeah, but I mean... It's not going to be officially approved. Where, where were we 14 years ago? <laughs> 14 years ago, we were using 2.4 gigahertz cell, uh, uh, cordless phones, and they were they were just as illegal as, as the regular cordless phones, just like all those kids who had uh, walkie-talkies, which you could buy down Frederick Street or Charlotte Street, all of those. Well, were that doesn't seem much, you know, you can buy lots of things out there, huh? Downtown. According to Pastor, there could be pornographic DVDs and stuff, but I've actually never seen a porno DVD selling on the street, so... <laughs> but mostly pirated. Maybe, 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 maybe in front of Milker Ministries, they have a special DVD seller, I don't know, I don't know. I've, ne- I've never seen a pornographic DVD selling on the streets. It sounds like um, you've had a good search. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've never seen them selling. I don't know. Maybe I did just look at me and think, I don't know, policeman or something, but I've never seen them. Um, he said this with a look of disappointment on his face. <laughs> Touch his life. <laughs> Uh, but getting back to the, uh, the this thing we do on interconnection again, to me, uh, you know, Tad, like, I have to say the Tad really has coming back to it and repeating it again. Tad really seems to have screwed it up. I mean, they first see that okay, interconnection is possible in November 30th. You know, Digicel goes in this whole flurry of full page ads. You know, and then TSD now saying, well, hey, we don't have uh, the, the interconnection equipment. Okay. It's going to take 16 weeks to play Let me play a, a, a tat advocate here. Yeah. In what way did they screw up? Okay. Um, by, pre- by announcing that November 30th will be interconnection agreement will be, would be signed or would be, would be possible. And did you sell? Uh, well, at least from their ads, took that uh, back, you know, so saying that, okay, we're going to launch and we're going to have you have full cell phone coverage and be able to call because of the interconnection agree- agreements. Uh, a rate, uh, interconnection, the possible interconnection, you'll be able to call anybody, etc., etc., etc. TSTT, literally the week after that, TSE says uh, point blank, hey, we don't have the interconnection equipment. Uh, it's going to take 16 weeks to, to, for it to arrive, so it's, you know, it's going to be like March, April 2006. Okay, now Impossible me, to do. Well, let me ask you at this point, isn't that a TSTT failing, not necessarily that? Well, to me, that should have, well, then Tat should never proclaim November 30th then. Tat should have realized that TSTT I mean, doesn't play nice with yeah. anybody. Well, okay. Regulator, if, competition, anybody. If Tat sets a date, right, mm. and says, well, interconnection should happen by this time, yeah. should there be penalties if it doesn't? That's what I think. I think TSTT should be paying some sort of penalty fee for not adhering to that schedule. I would have thought about TSTT, but I brought this up before their tax announcement, anyway, of November 30th. Okay, so really what it boils down to is, is where TAT made a mess of things is by not insisting that there is some kind of penalty fee if that date wasn't wasn't adhered to. You know, they aren't doing the And I mean, also TSE. Yeah, but if, but if they're making the rules at this point, they can do what they want. Yeah. 
And I mean, remember, GSC was also saying, oh, well, you know, we just simply, also simply can't accommodate the volume of calls. Well, if uh, we can't accommodate the volume of calls, yeah, why are you selling me mobile? That's the SDT. How do you explain that mad mob that was outside? Exactly, exactly. Because there's stupid people who want to end up And the thing is, though, is that apparently the concession is, well, was it only the last week of November we received from the Ministry of Public Admin and Information? And apparently the changes were made to it. And right now, the December lockdown up. I'm trying to say, well, okay, you know, the change is made. Um, we we're need to, it. We, we, we we're need not starting at time. We need time to study it now and so forth. Okay, well, I mean, if, if changes were made, yes, I can understand that there needs to be time to go. And I think, I think, did you ever wait the changes? Well, that's the thing. It, it, from the way the newspaper reports see it, it sounds like it's the ministry made the changes. So. Yeah, let me not um, go down those roads because. Don't say anything. I don't have quarters. I don't have quarters. Well, that's access. I mean, I, I, I mentioned this before, but why does Digicel actually need an interconnect agreement with TSTT? Because they already have interconnect agreements up the islands. Correct. And they could use that for routing calls. And again, again, I think when the concessionaire documents will be presented to the media, say, look, hey, look, the concessions are here. I think Tat was saying, well, look, there's nothing stopping, you know, the other two concessionaires locked down on GCSL from operating. And I suppose, yes, technically there is no, there's no problems with them operating. The thing is, though, is that I have a feeling that, you know, it, you really do need interconnection because, um, well, you're just going to get a lot of phone calls saying, hey, I can't call my duty shop to order it. I can't no, 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 no. That, no, what, that I'm saying, no, no what I'm saying is, if they use their interconnection outside of the country, to route calls back into the country. What, what would you, what would you be your prime reason for you for getting a digital phone? Just to call friends abroad. That's it. Local no, friends. but you no. route your no. routing calls outside. Yeah, it's not the most efficient back in. It's not efficient, but, but it will do. Yeah. It's possible. And the, the thing about it is, you have to look at the cost of doing it because um, I don't. The cost of doing it may or may not be cheaper. It's not going to be cheaper. Okay, it may but then again, it may not be, say that everybody no, moved okay. over voice over IP. Here's the thing: we're here's, talking seconds, anyways. Well, then you have the voice over voice over IP. Then. Okay, here's here's the point I'm trying to raise: if Digicel can handle that overhead in costs long enough that people say, "Hey, I can still call people on landlines from a Digicel phone," if enough people start moving over to Digicel or Lactel or whoever, then eventually it will be it will be in TSTT's interest to hurry up the, the interconnection. Does that make sense? No, I don't think so. I think um, the interconnection equipment would allow people to call landlines and the TSTT no, cell phone. No. The point I'm trying to I make know. is, if you need to call a, a, a local number, a local yeah. landline yes. from your Digicel phone, Digicel can have it set up so that when you call that number, it routes internationally up to Grenada or St. Vincent, does the interconnect to cable and wireless, then back down to Trinidad. So the ultimate, re the ultimate result is, you dial a landline from your Digicel phone, and you get a phone ringing somewhere in Trinidad. <laughs> 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 like that. On cue. And you remember when you're doing a podcast to turn your phone off. In this case, if I try to turn, turn it off, I will end up answering it. So take the battery out. <laughs> Don't you know your numbers that way? What kind of phone? It's it's a Motorola. If you ever have a chance to buy a Motorola, don't. <laughs> Why? They're bad, bad. I really, I really dislike this phone. Well, actually, my sister has a Razer. Oh, worse. Well, why why do you say that's worse now? Because it's uncomfortable to hold. Oh, really? Yeah, because you got big hands. It depends. <laughs> I mean, it looks nice. I mean, you know. But um, back to the, to the routing of the calls, right? Like yeah. um, Skype um, charges 15 cents US from anywhere to, to Trinidad and Tobago. Okay, right? I, I, so, I, I, I think I have an idea why, you know, because I think it was only recently that Digicel was granted international um, a concession for international calls. I could probably, that is probably the reason why they can, they don't, they're not doing it. I don't know if this is possible or if this is how technology works, but all right, a call, you have a Digicel phone. Right. Make, place a call to, to Digicel. Digicel converts that call to data, 
sends that data stream to mm-hmm. US, links to PSTN up there, mm-hmm. makes it call from up there back down here. It's unwieldy, yeah. but it works. I've done it with a Vonage phone. Why can't they do that? It means, it, means, it means a bit of overhead for them, but if they can bear it long enough, it will eventually be in TSTT's interest to get the interconnect going because they realize, they realize that they're, they're still ending up losing business to another company. They'll just need a lot of bandwidth for that. A lot, considering yeah. what the TS, what the Trinidad population has learned to expect from their cell phones. I mean, the people who call for all kinds of stuff. The, the, the only thing I can think of is that there'll be a long delay when, when completely trying to make a call. Maybe if it's a video day. It, listen, if it works, it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just remember. <laughs> and if it works, that's like you just want to you sell out, right? Okay. Listen, you, it's just voice. It's not like you're playing games over the telephone, back and forth. You know, the propagation delay is not an issue here. Yeah. I mean, if people will settle for, for, for the delays in Skype, they'll settle for those kinds of delays. Ah, but for good businesses, that's the thing. What? What, what, what businesses or what businesses satisfied? Like, okay. I think businesses, if businesses manage to get their coach through, they don't care. I'll be honest, I'm on a TSED corporate account. Yeah. And all calls suck just as bad as everybody else. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, yes. listen, the idea is yeah. as long as you can get your call through, you can hear the other person on the other line. Uh, the, the delay isn't something like five seconds each time you turn on the call, which it very likely will not be. Um, I think that the could, could could use that as a tactic. It'd be very expensive, but they could still prove their point. Well, there must be maybe it's some other reason we're not seeing for them not doing it. Probably another reason. Probably there's probably another reason why they're not doing it. Because I mean, they're spending a lot of ad money right now, seeing pulled off. Uh, you know, hold off of it. You know, don't don't get a cell phone yet. You know, hold off for something more. You know, more choice, more. You know. Well, let's face it. Getting another cell phone from TSTT is not exactly choice. You know, you, you're basically just zipping up a little further on the straitjacket. That's the most you can do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, yes. Well, recently there's been a. The Ministry of Public Administration Information has been doing some sort of recent focus groups. Um, regarding uh, e-commerce and ICT, that is Information and Communication Technology, in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, I guess the first thing, and actually, uh, the Ministry of Public Admin is apparently doing some, uh, hired a, a, a company to do focus groups uh, asking questions about ICT, and which stands for Information and Communication Technology and e-commerce in Trinidad and Tobago. Some of us participated in, it, in that focus group, uh, which was uh, this week. Um, I guess the first thing you, when you think about when you when you heard about this is like, well, haven't we heard this before? I mean, has anything really, really significantly changed in e-commerce and ICT in Trinidad and Tobago? I mean, the only the only the only, <laughs> the only major thing that's really happened is probably the, the availability of DSL in Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, but, but I mean, in terms of e-commerce, I mean, yeah. we have more bandwidth, but still can't do anything with it mm-hmm. in terms of e-commerce. Yeah. And the bandwidth is still it's still quite expensive, but for businesses anyway. I mean, when you compare the residential DSL, it's four hundred and sixty dollars plus part, and the business DSL for the exact same speeds uh, is one thousand seven hundred. Uh, well, to some extent, I can kind of understand that because they, from a from a telecommunication uh, telecommunications provider point of view. I could say that a domestic account is probably not going to generate the kind of traffic that a business account is going to generate. I would think it's the other way around. Yeah, I would think well, so. Well, okay, but if you've got a business that is, let's say, running 9 to 5 at least, then that means that for that entire period there's going to be stuff going back and forth. There, that You're basically going to be sharing, let's say, 50, 60, anything from, okay, 10 to 100 users on that one connection. They're going to be generating some traffic. Whereas a domestic account is usually what five computers or less. Five computers or less, but a satellite connection. Twenty-four hours a day. Twenty-four seven. <laughs> Bit torrent. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do you how do you know that the, that at business people aren't going to do the same thing? Actually, that's right. At least at business they're paying for it. <laughs> well, it's the same my, my question about the business DSOs. All right. And at business it, you can put those things. magnitudes more expensive, which I wouldn't mind 
But is there some kind of uh, uptime guarantee or guarantee of bandwidth or speed? Or, no. <laughs> well, well, guarantee. What, what is this word in telecommunications <laughs> lingo? <Sorry>. Guarantee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember our, tel- remember <laughs> our telecommunications <laughs> provider. Actually, somebody, somebody was saying good things about TS. Yes, ah, BC first. <laughs> he was? Why? He, he actually claimed that the, the DSL was good and didn't shut down much. I was like, BC doesn't use it much. Well, I mean, well, we, uh, well, I use the DSL for business. I mean, I have to say it is quite reliable in the sense that we never really had any serious problems, you know, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> As he as he says on Monday morning, he comes back. No internet connection at all. <laughs> but I mean, it was I don't know for for, for, the, for the people who have this. Well, he said, "Well, well you already know if I've got DSL in practice." Yeah, so, so uh, I can't really. You, you cannot get comparison. I haven't even configured the target yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> but for most people who got the, the the so most of my friends who who have residential DSL. You know, they, 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 well, they, they were quite happy with it. No, no, I just, know. Just for the people listening in, the reason you use BitTorrent is for downloading open source software. Right? Yes, yes, yes. We, I don't for doing programming and stuff. Yeah, I don't download music because that music's. You see, quality music I have out there. See <laughs> how people download it. <laughs> I, look, I see people download it, like, oh, I download 100 songs. Oh, what? <laughs> Elephant Man is quite popular among the young set from what I've What's that? Elephant Man. Great, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is not good. Well, <laughs> so we're talking about the movie here? <laughs> no, I'm back. Unfortunately. Yeah, we show that age. <laughs> yeah, we get <laughs> but, uh, but still, but still, for $1,700 for 256 kilobits or 30 kilobytes. Uh, per second uh, downloads. Um, I mean, it's still very expensive for a small business to, to really to use. You really have, you really have to be a very large, fairly okay, large, medium-sized but, company. To okay, really but if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think Lisa Communications, um, their business account was just over a thousand dollars. I think. True, but you use Lisa Communications at um, when I was well, okay years ago when I was at the Guardian, mm-hmm. we were using. And you found it was very reliable. It worked, yeah. But still, for, uh, it's still that's still a thousand dollars. I mean, that is. I mean, why? Right, right, yes, two hundred, three hundred dollars less. But I mean, still a thousand dollars. If for a small, small, small business, you know, with five, say five people, you know, five to ten people, it's still quite exorbitant. You know, and and and, and, and in fact, that's big. And the fact that we did, that people, not all companies have bandwidth. What what, what tends to happen? Is that when people get high speed internet, they tend to assume that everybody else has high speed internet. Yep. You know? Yeah, that's. Send five McDonald's. So, you know, I mean, so it's like, you know, um, what was happening is like when we were like, when at work, before we got the DSL, you know, people would be sending like 47 meg attachments and then calling us like two minutes and hey, look, we just sent you a 47 meg attachment. We all got it? You, well, I didn't say 47 meg, but we, did, we sent you the file. You, you got it yet? You know, and. Or you know, and dial up. You do that to me. You know, so. And it's fun, like when you're trying to get into a 50 meg, I'm a, I'm a fucked up 50 meg limit, and you send like this 47 meg attachment, and I'm like, why do you find that true? Because it was too big. <laughs> I think people should be doing that. What, you what, shouldn't what, be what? attaching big files and sending. Well, I but people do that. But people I mean, do it. I mean, no, I, mean, I mean, people do it, people who know better should do it, but most things people don't okay. know better or don't want to know better. But, so it's, it's, hey. but I mean, the reason why, no, but simply, people just simply don't look at the file size when you're sending a message. So this sounds like a perfect opportunity to plug your favorite website for doing stuff like this. <laughs> you send it dot com. com. Yes, yes. Although, I have to say, well, uh, we use Opus Network and we don't have a problem receiving the fa- large file sizes. There's yes. no file sizes. Well, it's not going to be a problem now since, since Opus doesn't have dial-up accounts anymore. True, but we still have used Opus accounts. Uh, it's available over the web. You don't need a... You can use any ISP to access that. So, uh, you know, so we have no problems with that. And it's straightforward. You know, because, yeah. unfortunately, again, uh, you know, it's a kind of a strange user, user problem kind of thing. Uh, People know people do this certain way. It's very hard for them to to try something else. 
But uh, aside from bandwidth, anyway, um, what are the other, other ICT and e-commerce issues? Well, there's logistics. You know, yeah. the, the, the problem of actually exporting one or two items from Trinidad to abroad. Uh, a point mentioned that during the um, focus group was that customs is, it can be real problematic in dealing with when you're importing items. Because I think actually a lot of e-commerce does occur. It's just that, you know, the e-commerce is occurring uh, abroad. People are buying stuff from Amazon and uh, not really buying anything locally. There are a few local websites, actually, e-commerce websites. Shopshasha.com for Shasha Cos- Cosmetics. hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Sasha. Sasha. Uh, the right stuff. It's going to oh, there's this place called peppersource.org. I wonder if they're selling anything. No, we don't sell anything. <laughs> we, we don't have uh, any e-commerce capability. We don't even have a suffix. So. <laughs> <laughs> I only got one yesterday. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, and the other issues? <laughs> the other issues are also that you know banks, the local bank, the banking uh, security authentication verification. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, just just to expand on your point about the um, about the customs. Um, one of the things is that customs doesn't seem to understand the speed of business. They're still working at you know 18th century speed, not really mm-hmm. understanding that you know there are things that companies need to import that need to arrive on plant quickly, and this was one of the things that that came out in that discussion that you know they <laughs> customers will take a week or something like this to deal yeah. with, with with something. In the meantime, the business is there waiting, losing money on it because yeah. mm-hmm. because they simply don't know how to to handle it. They're simply not efficient enough. And on the bank's side of things, there's still that, that whole thing where we get lumped into that whole Latin America thing. As far as the North American and European banks are concerned, we're, we're Latin American, and uh, somehow or the other, all of Latin America is bad. <laughs> and, and we get this bad rep for, for I, fraud in this way. I don't know. It's, well, I don't know just Latin America. I think a lot of American companies that uh, just simply America, just don't look at it. Once you're outside America, Canada, and sometimes Mexico, they don't care. They don't, they don't want your money. Yeah. Apparently, they literally don't want your money. They don't want to do business with you. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, much it's, it's, it's <laughs> come back and buy them in the ass after, but you know. But for now, Amazon doesn't have that policy. Amazon doesn't care. Amazon will will literally yes. buy you buy your shelves if they can find somebody else willing to take your shelves. Literally, so mm-hmm. almost literally. So Amazon's going to be the big winner. In and terms of global trade, that's simply because through Amazon they actually accept the money and they're actually going to go through the yeah. credit verification and whatnot. And through Amazon, you can buy from other stores that wouldn't take your. They, yeah, your normally credit card. wouldn't take your credit card. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So Amazon is looks as though they're starting to get into the um, the banking. Field. In a way, yes, because you know you can make what they call honor payments to uh, companies. So, so for example, like. Um, just recently, in fact, uh, with TuxPaint, uh, which is the open source painting program for kids, which was recently updated, there was a, you could use your Amazon account and send money to them. And, do, and, do, and donate yeah, money. Yeah, I've heard of that, but I didn't know of any projects that actually used it. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great. And yeah, then, you know, I mean, you get a lot of blogs use it. Mm-hmm. The Amazon system, you know, where they have like this little Amazon account. Hello, send me money. Yeah. You know, chuck your favorite blog, five bucks, if you like what he sells, you know. And I mean, Amazon, when the tsunami hit last year, and Amazon had to, had just you know donate. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was easier to just use Amazon to donate than even to say donate to yes, even we, so we the local banks. Yeah. We noticed that Amazon was, I think, the very first site that I came across that had a donations um, mm-hmm. ability put onto the front page of the website. And Partner, permanent, I found one other computer company. I'm not going to call their names that that, that did it. And then, and then there was another very, very famous PC company that took almost a month before they reacted to put, you know, <laughs> any sort of donations on um, to, to the disaster relief on their website. But I, but again, the banks don't really. I mean, it's it's still very difficult to at least set for a local merchant to set up a, a banking uh, site. It's costless and convenient. Yeah. No, it's very expensive. And well, yeah, exactly. It makes they, no even sense. Even if you do it through GoDaddy, it's a lot more expensive. If you do it outside the US and inside the US. You can actually do it with GoDaddy if you have enough money. Not for just in a domain. Huh? I mean, you're talking about... Um, no, I'm talking about actually setting up the credit verification. Oh, credit verification. Okay. Well, I well, don't know how GoDaddy did that. Okay. GoDaddy does that. 
But one of the things that was not asked in, in that meeting with uh, those consultants was how about the companies that are turning and are using Amazon's site for, for for getting payments for e-commerce and how successful they are. Mm-hmm. Well, use well, well, yes, yeah. I think it's uh, what chili foods. You can buy yeah. tricks on um, tr- tricks is listed on Amazon.com. That's gourmet food, food yes. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, don't knock, don't knock tricks, no. <laughs> Fresh Wayward, Fresh Express one. Fresh Express, that's an interesting business. Who? Fresh Express. Who are they? Oh, they're um, e-commerce. But I go on. Well, they're not e-commerce, oh. but what they do is they. They sell like prepackaged food, and they, they go to like groceries and, and um, like small businesses. small businesses and that, and they give them a freezer, a freezer microwave, uh, yeah, oh, okay. they give them a microwave as well, and they, they have prepackaged. Is it that's is that in Trinidad? Yeah, 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 and and like uh, they, you could get salads, you could get wraps, you could get sandwiches. And hopefully, people are smart enough not to take the salad and stick it in the microwave. <laughs> no. Actually, uh, the thing is, well, the food tastes good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's the one. Once you follow the instructions, like press one or pop it in for ten seconds. You press one and pop it in for ten seconds. Your sandwich comes out nice and hot. It's tasty. Don't carry it at home because it doesn't work the same way. <laughs> I found that the hard way. Um, and usually by about two, three o'clock, most of the good stuff is gone. You know. Okay. So like, like well, like they, they clear out, they clear it out every like, every evening. Like, but isn't that isn't that a, a very good a good uh, example of what can become an e-commerce business because. You take your order over the web and you just deliver it to whoever. But that's more. That's yeah, all you need is a payment system. All you which need is a payment exactly. system. Most of it is system. payment system. Yeah, well, so we're back to the Payment and logistics. You're back to payment and logistics because even, you've even, got to have some ways to transport to even if it's just three guys. Well, okay, but it's yeah, but even delivery. Delivery does a, a good job yeah. of delivery. Okay, no, I mean, I mean, if I if I go online at, say, 9 o'clock in the morning and say, I want X, Y, and Z for lunch. I don't know if if TT Post. No, no I, I, I don't. I don't. Well, probably. But, uh, I don't think but, they will. I mean, if if you wanted something by next day, TT Post would would get it for you. Would the food last that long? Well, not the food. food but we're talking. Alright, but here's a well, perfect no, example. Well, no, of food. I know I had tested online pizza ordering mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago. I don't think it's online now, but it it it, it would when it was te- being tested. So, I mean. The only thing that was missing was the payment part of it. Okay, but that was, a, that was a company that already had the whole delivery system yeah, and ordering already system already in place. in place. So really just going online was just simply adding a new input into right. the ordering yeah. system. Yeah. Um, so they already had the infrastructure, so that was fine for them. Yeah. But anyway, during the meeting we had some discussions on things that worked and things that didn't work. So we, already, we already mentioned mm-hmm. Sasha, Sasha and... and um, what was the other one? Uh, the right stuff. Those, well, those worked. Um, simple Spaces Limited, right. right stuff, Hong Wing Coffee, Pee Trinidad Music Store, and Super Gear. Oh, well, I don't know. Again, it's, this was just a search I did when I was just trying to find websites and so on. Yeah, Hong Wing Coffee. You can buy Hong Wing Coffee on Wholesale. Oh, retail. Oh, retail, yeah. Well, I don't know about prices, but... but well, uh, I mean, let's see. Do they deliver to Trinidad? Well, no, it's not really meant for Trinidad. I, yeah, I have to yeah, say, it's, I, I think it's, I think it's all the same in U.S. prices and, and that stuff. Well, um, does anybody but, know how much Hong Kong coffee costs in a grocery? Mm. It's not that expensive. Uh, it's four U.S. plus three shipping. So seven U.S. for four hundred gram. That's not bad. Yeah. And delivery within one week. Yeah, we suitable. Minimum order six packs. <laughs> but but you also mentioned the privacy issue. What is, what was that about? You simply don't. At least for me, if you don't see that little closed padlock. Oh, security. You mean? Well, not more privacy. Well, the security and privacy again. Again, people in China, there's privacy. Like you know, in America, you know, because everything's more or less being done by machine, they don't really have somebody in a sense pulling their private details. Mm-hmm. We hope. That's <laughs> a very bad. bad, bad thing. Yeah, but even even down here, the, the, what I found is that. Um, like companies not companies they, don't they, care. they don't care companies about, will, about companies, will trade privacy, companies yeah. will trade information I've had yeah. information I've had information from my insurance company traded into a from my insurance subsidiary of a conglomerate traded to the banking sector of the conglomerate who then proceeded to send me membership cards based on forms I know I didn't fill out yeah. and the thing is they don't see anything wrong and with they don't that. see anything they wrong with that. Wrong with that. In fact, so in fact, what wrong with that? In fact, I thought someone said to me, oh, you can renew the card. I'm like, I never used the card in the first place. That's what said to me. 
why would I want to renew it? Well, actually, uh, the only reason that they have that information is because you filled out an insurance form for legitimate business from another subsidiary that should not have had the temerity to send out your personal information to other people to say, hey, this guy's an income prospect. Maybe you can shove your fund, shove, shove your fund down this throat. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get a lot of that crap happening. Yeah, yeah, a, a lot of it. Before we can go forward with e-commerce, we, we need to have some laws in place. Chinese, not Chinese laws. We need to have like. Well, I mean, there's a there's a draft data, data protection, protection policy uh, currently being um, on the Fast World website. Actually, it's interesting. I think uh, the latest version of it, it, uh, it calls for a data ombudsman. I think it's something similar to what's done in the UK. So what will happen is that, you know, if there are any issues, you will take it to the data privacy ombudsman and have it seen. Well, your case being good. And and we expect this is going to be any better than any other government representative because... Because, well... hmm. There's always hope. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Again, my my way of dealing with it is simply, you you pull that crap with me once, you don't get my business. And if you ask why, I will tell you in very great detail why. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm just wondering if people will accept that crap. And as long as people continue to accept that crap, it's going to continue. Mm-hmm. Well, does anyone yeah. actually purchase from a local e commerce website? Local not really, because um, they're really. Well, I purchase crap over the phone. I'm like, hey, you want to buy a product? They've come, here's the product, here's your money. That mm-hmm. kind of thing, but it's not really. No, well, I purchased online from one store. And I must admit, it was. Painless enough? Yeah. I mean, I didn't have any problems. They delivered on time when we told them to, you mm-hmm. know, so. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I think my mom's bought the airline tickets on the US, so. Yeah, I, I bought the airline tickets. Well, yeah, you, you mentioned that was one e-commerce site that did work. They, it they works in, sense, in the sense that you, you, you've, you've got up your amount of privacy for your, for your financial details, and in the sense that you actually get the product you want at a price that's cheaper than... Right, now now you also made the point that that was probably not being hosted intranet or it's run intranet. Hosted, it's not but being hosted no, Again, I don't think that really is an issue as such. Um, it's not being hosted, it's a local company. Yeah, I mean, it's, you can get hosting. I don't think... I don't think, I, don't think, I don't think the issue is whether this site is physically located in Trinidad. I just think you want to know whether the site is run by Trinidadians or whether... Right, but I mean, the, the idea is, what, do we have to have the local banking institutions involved? I mean, if if you want to do business with a registered office in Trinidad, unfortunately, yes. If you want to carry a, you know, if you want to have your registered office being in Bermuda or whatever, if the Bermudas are willing to take your money, fine. Mm-hmm. Let, let the Bermudan banking sector get the benefit from it. Yeah, and you see, the problem is it's difficult for somebody in a, a small business but again, to get set up in the U.S. to do stuff like accept credit cards and that type of thing. Right, but I mean, if you, okay, in the same way that, let's say, you know that, that, that if somebody, let's say, they say you make a purchase online and somebody needs to refund your card, they can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, isn't it possible to something that like Amazon.com, okay, let me, you okay, set up let me that, give that sort example. of a, let me give an example. You get your payment through your card kind of thing. Okay, let me give you an example. In terms of like that, that card thing. In terms of card fraud, the most you might be liable for is 50 bucks. I think um, the banking system tends to assume the rest of that liability. So that's not so much of an issue down here. You've got no protection. The banks will basically say, oh, that's your hard luck. Unless, of course, you're a big enough customer so that you can make noise with the management tools and say, give him back his money, whatever, whatever. Which, as you know, would have happened with um, the recent set of card swipings when people got their credit card information swiped in some couple of restaurants a few months ago. Mm-hmm. You know, the only reason that they got back their money was because the guys who knew the management and said, hey, I need my money back. Don't, don't, don't pull the scrap on me. I'll put my business, whatever. I mean, and until the banking sector has the attitude that, well, it's your problem, it's not my problem. Well, and I think also a big problem is that also the, um, also the bigger problem is that, uh, well, the banks are really comfortable. It's not really, you know, they're making I mean, the quarter banks, million, the make quarter million, dollar, million dollars profits each quarter. overcharging people. Links, well, overcharging people for loans, <laughs> overcharging people for house, well, on the differential between buying and selling risk of foreign exchange, which is a huge aspect of their profits. Okay, okay, go on. <laughs> Let, let's stop this. We can't, we can't rant here. Hold on. Well, be that as it doesn't be. But the banks don't need to be Hey, this is all part of the e-commerce 
infrastructure that we've got to put in place. They don't need to do that. I mean, they'll, they'll make their money off of giving people money to buy cars to park, to park in traffic. You know? <laughs> so, the fact that they're making lots of money, and I mean, why, why go out in this risk? You know, why, 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 try, why try this on As we told ourselves, as the bank is not in the business of, of accepting risk. The bank is not yeah. in the business of risk. The bank is in the business of making money. You know, and as one, more than one merchant has told me, the only reason the bank deals with a small one is because yeah. they literally have to. It goes up to them. They won't, they, won't, they won't have any business with us. They very cheerfully give out loans and households and, and make money off of that. Mm-hmm. You know, they only do loans of small business because they have to. And I know some bank, somebody from the bank is going to say, well, no, that's not so we've got an active thing. No, it's not. You all don't need to do that because you have to. You all don't care about the business model at all. <laughs> oh, you, you might as well, as well stop. We're going to edit this stuff out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you can leave it. <laughs> the next thing you have on this is one cool tech gift. Yeah, one cool tech gift. An Opus no spam account. There you go. That's yeah. one. And it's cheap. Turn back some money. Yeah, yeah, give away your TSCT free food. <laughs> <laughs> a free TSCT phone that doesn't work is it's a very good people weight and a very good missile. So, so that will be your, your one cool tech gift. One cool tech gift? Hmm. I've got several cool tech gifts that are actually legal and decent. Actually, one one cool tech gift is uh, what do you call it? Well, it's it's really kind of a geeky. It's basically one of those hard drive media players that uh, allows you to play something that, 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 that the average person can afford. Please. Well, it's yeah, not this, only about, this is only about one hundred and fifty US, right? It's, well, the, the enclosure is like a, is about eighty US. But I mean, for okay. the amount of features it does, I mean, it's it's about as good as as, as good or better than say a DVD player. And what it does, it allows you to play your, your all your media files. On your, on your TV set with the, with the least minimum of hassle. You just hook it up to your, com- to your laptop, your, your computer with your USB, you know, copy the files. There's no fancy, you know, you need this particular brand of software to transfer content to just, just dump it somewhere on a folder on the hard dump, drive. Yeah, dump it on the folder, take it to your TV, hook it up, you know, and, you know, it's, it's great. It's great. Um, you know, you can you, you have now, all the content available. Now that eighty dollar one is is a, a large. The, that's the, large the lap- half inch. That's that that's the, that's those laptop hard drives. The okay, the two and a half inch. Gate, media gate MG two five. Those are the. Uh, is that the one that you have? That's the one I have. Yes, yeah. When I first saw it, I said, you know, that sounds so cool. <laughs> 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 if I'm mistaken, the one that you have even does. Surround sound. If you had all the That's connections, right, yeah. it will it will yeah, spread so out. Are you wearing this to the next tech meeting? Yes. All right. Yes, I'll do it. Yes. Wait, that's surround sound. Um, you 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 give up on the iMac? Huh? You give up on the um? I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of. No, 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 he's not giving up on the Mac Mini. I'm looking. At, I'm hearing the rumors that you know they're going to introduce the Intel CPU. And well, it's like you need the PowerBooks first. Oh, not the PowerBooks. The iBooks. Yeah. Well, if it's the iBooks, they haven't been bumped up in a while. Yeah. Well, I was planning to get an iBook, but. All week, Intel processor. <laughs> <laughs> you know. well, that's my cool um, I can tell you one cool geek gift, but which is kind of unattainable, is uh, it's, uh, it's on, I saw it on Amazon. Yeah, the Ultimate uh, Star Trek Collection, which has every single episode of every single and series. Doesn't Mike plan to get that? Yeah, I'm telling Mike, all you have to do is just one click, and that's people. I've got better things to do with with ten thousand TT dollars. You know. Wow! But I mean, hey, but you're getting like. Every single movie, every single episode of okay. all the series. Here's the thing: if there wasn't such a thing called cart, <laughs> I might, cons- I might consider, let's say, sharing it with other people. But unfortunately, I'm going to play the good person and not do that. <laughs> ah, okay. All right. Well, that's my 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 two gifts. Adel. Adel. Um. Okay. We'll get roasted for this. Okay. Alright, now, actually, like the PlayStation Portable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sony Rootkit. Alright. We know. <laughs> Besides that, put that aside. The PlayStation Portable actually is, I mean, I've played with one. It actually is a very good 
Um, what is it platform. a good gaming? Well, it's a good it's media a good, platform. It's a good media platform. But I played Need for Speed Underground mm-hmm. on it, and the graphics are amazing. I mean, how big is the screen? Uh, it's about this big. Uh, I don't two know. Three it, two three inches. Um, Sorry, my mistake. Okay, folks, when we go to video, I know we'll be ready. I will show you my PlayStation Portable. Okay? So, you have one? Or you I'm have... getting one. Oh, okay. I, I mean, it was between that and an uh, iPod. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, let, let's see if I get this right. <laughs> you would rather support the company that has brought things like the Department of Defense in the States to its knees with a stupid piece of software rather than one that has brought joy to the Yes, many yes, yes, we know. I am not. Look, I don't see anything is wrong. See, never attack a man's iPod. <laughs> I didn't say the iPod was a bad thing. Okay? Good thing. iPod good. Cool. But, but here's the deal with the iPod, right? A family member is getting one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just borrow that? Yeah, well, I'm getting the older generation iPod. Uh, which, okay. Which one is that one, though? Um, that was uh, the 20 gig one that was before the um, the click wheel thing. Two generations? So you have the buttons on top? Yeah, two generation ones. Oh, so that's more or less what I have here. Yeah. Uh, the reason I get them that is because uh, I want to try the, the iPod Linux mm-hmm. on it. Uh, so, but we'll have like two iPods in the house, so it doesn't make sense. But, um, uh, why? but you, you said the Sony PlayStation Portable. What about the Nintendo DS? Because. Well. Have you I seen that? Well, you haven't seen that yet? I've seen it, but the, the games that, that appeal to me, mm-hmm. not on DS. Really? Because no, well, I mean, no, I mean, I mean the Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, true. But plus, plus movies. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. To me, uh, to me, uh, but that's it's a, that's a strange thing with the PSP, you know. It's, it's it's getting the attention for its its me- media capability. Yeah, it's media capability. But do you hardly hear any, anything about you know good games for it. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, what what I would want is is not just a gaming platform, but a media platform as well. Okay. Well, couldn't you just buy a Game Boy and a portable DVD player and, and you know crazy glue them together? Would that be cheaper? <laughs> well, well, the battery life will probably the battery life will probably be atrocious. No, no, they have their own separate battery. You know. Well, then I might as well just get one of those cars from out the street with a bunch of car batteries on it. <laughs> special discs. You have to buy the UMD discs, but if you buy a memory stick and put it in, you can play, um, I believe you can play Divex, even, huh? one, that type of thing. How big, what's the largest memory stick out there right now? Uh, two gig, I think. And that costs? Uh, that costs a lot. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, but, I mean... What, what size of disc is it? Is that the, the, the Sony little mini DVD? Um, there's a, well, the, the, they use the UMDs, which is a proprietary format for Sony, but they also have the memory yeah. stick, memory stick well, duos. Also proprietary. Like you get a, <coughs> uh, I think you get SD. Oh, you yeah. got I'm not sure about that. But um, I didn't check. But, I mean, when coming out of that type of thing, there's really no... And you, you're going no to put way. this right next to your Betamax, right? Yes. <laughs> the Betamax was better. <laughs> <laughs> I still maintain that. <laughs> well, you know, arguments for me, but it's bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was my gift. <laughs> Richard. Richard. If you thought I'm going to call Gibson Price Ranges, uh, can we call one or I can call one? Well, let's call two price, two things. One for the expensive. Okay. Well, no. Uh, one Cheap, for free, Ubuntu Linux. Okay. Shipit.ubuntu.com will send you. Free Linux takes you about six weeks. You don't. Most you might have to pay on into some shipping if you're using a 
pray for it, but apart from that, it's free. That's the good. That's the free. That's the free gift. Of course, it's probably going to reach by the end of the middle of February, in time for carnival. But if you look around, I'm sure there are people out there with you who do gifts. I would just love to give you one. Yes, yes. Like me, I've got a ton load of them. Um, as for the next gift, I'm just going to go one level up in talk about like $100 to $250 range. Um, one might, if you have a computer, you might wish to upgrade the basic audio on it. If you're using onboard audio, audio, which sounds good, except when you put good speakers on it, but you get a lot of crap because of feedback on the motherboard and stuff. You might want to invest in a good cheap sound card. Um, cheapest good sound card that I've seen selling in Trinidad is probably this Sound Blaster Live 24-bits. It's genuine 24-bit sound card. It's based on a very stripped-down version of the ODG2 core. Sells for about 250 TT, which isn't bad, and it gives you pretty good sound, much better sound than onboard audio, and it gives you decent enough sound. And it's a thing. Well, it supports EAX, right? So it supports games and it gives you 5.1 song, 6.1 song, and 7.1 song. You won't get all the fancy stuff like THX and Dolby Digital, but you do get like a lot of cool stuff with it. And that's a good cheap gift for Techie that does a lot with sound, music, gaming, and that type of stuff. And it's much better on board. Okay, well, that's that's my cheap gift. Okay, Mike, what about you? Okay, well, um, I would say I would say that my my uh, expensive gift would probably be the one of the new twenty uh, inch IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the remote control and if you had said Apple Cinema Display, I would have been with you. <laughs> you can get a twenty inch Apple Cinema Display for about seven ninety seven now. Um, but I think I, I would I, I quite like the, the, the IMAX the only thing I don't like is that you only have one memory slot so if you're going to upgrade it you've got to ditch the memory that's there and stick in one uh, oh. which means that if you're going to do a, a, a 2 gig upgrade you've got to buy, buy a 2 gig. gig card which is very expensive um, on the, the cheaper end not very cheap uh, but still pretty decent would be the um, the, the Logitech surround uh, speakers that the, the, the you what about those? Those are cheap. Actually, yes, the the, the little Ikai i sound they're 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 nice for traveling. Um, and those were about four hundred TT. Um, this one has counselor pictures. <laughs> I think they're on RadioShack.com probably. Well, actually, I'm not sure what RadioShack.com, but the local RadioShack has them. That's the only place I've seen them so far. Uh, that's why I got mine. And. Um, yeah, those are a good choice as well for a, a nice low end gift. Yeah, how much? Those are about four hundred TT. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, the only the only downside, like I said, is is that the the adapter that comes with it is is one ten volts only. So for someone like me who's always traveling back and forth, uh, it's worthwhile to get an adapter that's two twenty one ten, um, which makes it more mm-hmm. universal. So. I guess at this point, this is kind of wrapping up the last podcast of the year. Yep. Woo-hoo! Oh, we got the seven, so yeah, that was pretty impressive. That's right. We're starting in July, I think. Um, yeah, that's like Georgia. Georgia. July. Yeah. 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 Big shout out to Georgia and CaribbeanFreeRadio.com. Mm-hmm. Um, big shout out to all the other local podcasts, wherever they might be. How many others have we got? No, no, there are a few. There are like two or three others that I know of. You know. I mean, there's Mirari Consulting that does. Uh, this is local, local. This is local. This is local. Local. Doesn't he doesn't list the podcast as being from Trinidad, but it's from Trinidad. Okay. Um, and uh, there are probably a couple others that don't list themselves as being from Trinidad. So. Okay. And then there's us. And let me see who else. The guys on the IBN Islamic Channel with their TV show. Good luck in the new year. Need it. You're going to need <laughs> it, you know, because it's a, it's a great it's a great first attempt, and well, more shows like that well, in the country. Well, we should maybe elaborate on that. What it, what it is? Uh, it's, basically, it's basically a live-ish television show where they deal with tech problems and they deal with technical issues. You know, sort of sort of along the lines of call for help or or something like that. Something something like that. <coughs> Probably more technical show than call for help, but hey, you know, it's good. 
it's a good it's a good attempt. We need more shows like that on local TV. We need more local content on local television. Yeah, we'll compare that to a talking show. <laughs> yeah, true. There's no sorrow. <laughs> You know, we need we need more stuff like that. You know, yeah. and IBM is for those people who are not in the country. Is the Islamic Broadcast Network? Islamic Broadcast Network. Yeah, they're on channel, channel eight. eight, right on, next on to Indian. Yeah. yeah, they're doing some good stuff with that. So, you know, support them. Go on into their show. And turn on the volume. And turn on the volume on your television. Indeed. Okay. Alright, well that's it for, for, for 2005, uh, season greetings, and all the best for the new year, happy holidays, see you.